Show Cartridge Audio. My name is Trevor Strunk. Hinklebond on Twitter, and I'm here uh, for the. Uh, I mean, I think it feels like the millionth time because we talk every week, uh, but um, it is not the millionth on the show. It's quite high though. Uh, uh, Dia Lucina. Dia, hello. Hi. This is so much fun being on your shit for once. I know. I know. It's like it's been a, it's been a minute. Um, it's been a minute. That said, like I think I think the continuing adventures of Derby. Uh, on on your channel has been one of my favorite things. I did, um, I did sort of think about Derby while I was like uh, uh, trying to finish up Elden Ring, and how uh, her uh, changeover, her like her her remodeling last episode was such a brave choice. It's like this is this is very cool. I I just I I so support our uh, our little warrior. It's so um, I'm so I'm so excited for tomorrow because like. You know, we're we're doing the what we're doing the, we're doing the grind episode. Yeah, I know it's gonna which be is gonna be wild. fucking wild. Yeah, people are people are gonna love it or hate it. That's gonna be that's gonna be like a, a real sort of like you know uh, a divisive episode in all the best ways. I think. well, it's so funny because right right now we are recording a podcast and like this podcast mm-hmm. kind of has a focus, but a lot of podcasts are just kind of like. Um, oh, what's the what's the term? The audio there's like the the audio erotica, uh, like redditors oh, and like yeah, ramble faps, um, ramble faps. Oh. So I've like never heard that. That's a lot really of good. a lot of pad- podcasts are kind of like a ramble fap, mm-hmm. um, but th- yeah, like this one we are going to ramble fap our way with a purpose. We've got a specific a specific fantasy in mind. So one, to speak one specific and, yes that's correct and so we are going to we're going to do we're going to focus on on that but like tomorrow it's going to be like i don't know i don't know what shit i'm going to say in the middle of like our 700th run on the alon knights on the bridge at like in iron keep like i don't fucking know man like are you kidding this is, me this is gonna i'll be say so all good. kinds of bullshit at that point Oh yeah, I'll be and, like, and, and like and oh, we got fifty thousand souls. Okay, guess what, motherfucking, you know, Joe Biden licked my asshole once <laughs> on an Amtrak. And who would deny that you were? Who's going to fact truth? check that one? Politico. <laughs> Politico rates this as uh, mostly untrue. Um, the part about the Amtrak is the mostly untrue part. Oh God, who's the girl? Is she on? No, it's the, there's the dude on Politico. There's the dude who looks like Dan Harmon half the time on Politico. Oh. And I can't stand him. Uh, he's always on. He's always on fucking like not Meet the Press, Inside Politics, the CNN version of Meet the Press. Looking it's like terrible. Dan Harmon most of the time is a really dude. It's bad. He's like look. Dan Harmon if Dan Harmon was a math teacher too. But I think <sighs> he's, he's like the political editor for Politico or some shit like that. I, yeah, I mean, face for oh, wait, face for blogging. He, I guess. Or is he New York Times? He might be New York Times. Ah, the gray lady. The yeah. lady gray who wants to, <laughs> who loves to use passive voice when talking about white people die. Because there's Bangs girl. Who I think is Politico. <laughs> She's the redhead with the bangs. And I she 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 name searches because I made a tweet about her once. <laughs> and how she had uh-huh. she had like the um the staged like TikToker influencer background for her her webcam when, when we were when everyone was webcamming in. Um right. because it was COVID, you know. 
And yeah. she was like reporting on like, you know, the happenings at it it at, at Congress um from her apartment in DC, her her one room Georgetown apartment, um, where like <laughs> she had staged like, you know, she had the potted plant and it was like all white and gray behind her. Oh my god. Melanie's did she, did she like the fact that you said that or no? Um, she liked my tweet, Melanie Zadona. Okay, she's just a Capitol Hill. Oh yeah, she's she's she used to be at Politico. Oh, she's well, moved on up. Who's the guy who looks like Dan Harmon? Then uh, I think you're thinking of Ooh, uh, Melanie Zadona. That's a bad instant Instagram or uh, Twitter app. You need to change your app. You're cuter than that. I hope she uh, audio searches too. I hope she audio searches. I hope she she listens. You know what? I bet she listens to No Cartridge. You should, we should at her and say, uh, no, be sure to listen should to this. Not, no, I would never, I would never, I would never. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm worried that the person you're thinking of is political correspondent Dan Harmon at this point, um, <laughs> which would be a very, no, a very troubling reality like a, for he me. He lives in like a Los Angeles, like knockoff, like inflatable castle or some shit now. I mean, oh, Dan Harmon does. Yeah, Dan Harmon owns a yeah, owns, yeah, he yeah. owns like a, an inflatable castle in Los Angeles. Um, I mean, and he that still like does right. his bad. He still does his bad podcast, I guess. Harmon, you know what's funny? I forgot that I like for a while I did not know that the Harmon cast was um, different than uh, the the McElroy brothers. I thought they were the same thing for a while. Wow. I, See, I mean, not I, the, was, I, I I knew they were different, but I thought the two like I thought his. Um, I thought his like D and D podcast or whatever was the same as the McElroy's D and D podcast. You know, it might as well have been. Um, yeah, it's not that different. The only the only good thing about Dan Harmon's D and D was like when he'd have like Kumail Nanjiani on, and Kumail Nanjiani would be like, "I want to stab the dragon in the dick with my knife that makes things fall asleep," <laughs> and then he would roll badly, and like. The Dan Harmon's DM would be like, "Dude, you you fit you you rolled you rolled a one you rolled a one out of twenty you fucking failed and the dragon's gonna eat your face now that's what happens <laughs> and um and then like Kumail Nanjiani would be like this is bullshit I'm going home <laughs> and it was like hell yeah Kumail Nanjiani like fucking leave fuck this yeah I mean that's pretty good bullshit um, yeah, I feel like, like I feel like if you're on Dan Harmon's Dungeons and Dragons you can't take it seriously. No, you can't. And like, it was really funny when like, um, like Dan Harmon's then girlfriend slash wife, uh, now ex-wife would like try and not, and like wouldn't take it seriously. And he would get really pissed off about it. <laughs> and that's Harmon, why, I mean, if you're Harmontown was like really there for me at a point in my life when like. I like desperately needed that. Like when I was like walking around Philadelphia and I was just like miserable and it was winter and like just chain smoking and listening to Harmontown. And then like, like right when I needed it to like be a thing that like I could actively just be like, wow, Dan Harmon is a piece of shit and this podcast sucks. And like, fuck him. He's a horrible human being. It came out that Dan Harmon was actually a horrible human being. Um, but in like in many did. ways, Harmontown has been there for you, and so in like a lot of different ways. Then, yeah, um, but like I remember one time I got in a fight with the with his dungeon master on Reddit <laughs> um, because he started. He basically said that trans people are insane. 
Oh, that's and I was just like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? That's do you have any idea how many trans people like listen to Dan Harmon's podcast? Because he actually seems like the kind of like you know cis dude who's like pretty okay with trans people, and like that. That's so like, like. if I was, was like, if I was, Dan if Harmon, I, ima- I if I, if out. I really believed that I was a dog, I wouldn't actually be a dog. And I was just like, wow, you actually brought out that argument. Congratulations, you are no better than like neo Nazis on 4chan. Um, wow, that wow. sucks. Yeah, no, that's surprising. Sucks, man. <laughs> His DM is like the most like shitty long beard white dude DM like that you could imagine. Well, also, yeah, because I think like, they any- don't even play Dungeons and Dragons, and Pathfinder sucks. Sorry the, to all well, yeah, of your it, listeners who play Pathfinder, but Pathfinder sucks. If you're I don't know play, what, like, yeah. If you're going to play one of the, like the big, like expensive, like hardbound book, like Dungeons and Dragons clones or whatever, like TTRPG shits, um, at least love yourself enough to play Dungeons and Dragons and not Pathfinder. Sorry. Pathfinder. I remember there was a, um, I play, um, we have been playing Call of Cthulhu, but, um, I play, uh, with, um, uh, a friend of mine who's been on the show, uh, Michael Creel, who does um, good uh, good videos. Although not in a while, but apparently there's a new one coming out soon. But uh, Creel does. Damn, uh, just throw your friend under the bus like that. No, bro. he would he would want he would want me to tell to tell tell you all that that he's coming out with one soon. Um, no, he's he's very funny. Um, but uh, yeah, we do a we do a Call of Cthulhu game and. Um, we were switching to a new thing and, and he was like, you know, I just love Dungeons and Dragons. Like, can we just do Dungeons and Dragons? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, now we could think about Pathfinder. We all looked at the rules for Pathfinder. I was like, I got to tell you, this is not something I'm going to be able Dude, to do. Dude, what has been to. 10 this- hours adjudicating like one wrestling move? No, like, listen, no one I, does. I love, I, I love our time together playing Cthulhu and all, you know, all the, all the, whatever versions of other tabletop will play. I am. Um, I'm not going to be there for Pathfinder, though. That just like was like this is, this is a nightmare. <laughs> it's so it's so rough. Like, it's so funny because I'm just like whenever someone like Rustic suggests Pathfinder to me, I'm like, you could just play Fourth Edition Dungeons and Dragons if you want to play an MMO offline. <laughs> I'm not here. And- I'm not. I don't want to spend like four hours while you min max your fucking like abilities every single level up. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I think my favorite thing about Call of Cthulhu was that at the end of it, you could just be like, you could forget to do whatever. Like, I know there was a thing where you could, uh, like, oh, I succeeded on these rolls, so I can get, um, I can get better, um, you know, better. I can roll for better abilities, and I just forgot to do it all the time, and my guy was fine. Like. <laughs> It's just, it's the, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention, but I'm not good at this, uh, solution, uh, which I feel Pathfinder is 100% not. Yeah. I'm like, I'm still like, you know, why did we need to go do more than like OD and D, you know, or like, even like, yeah. it's like, you know, okay, you get the Beck me books and you're good to go. Like, um, it's funny because like I actually like Dungeon World a lot, but Dungeon World really lives or dies based on the bond system, and you need like you really do. You need like at least four people to like play that with because the bond system. It is um, tough to find four people to consistently play. Like with. it really is. Um, but like you know, hey shit, even like D and D from like first edition up through or AD and D up through first edition or like through fifth edition, 
you know, totally, totally supports like duet campaigns or whatever. Anyway. And I did, I did suggest Temple of Elemental Evil and they all um, fully (laughs) uh, denied me. Yeah, because no one wants to do a fucking sandbox, Trevor. It's a sandbox game. Listen, like, it would have been funny to do. I, I Hamlet, it would have been Hamlet very is funny. So like the, the village of Hamlet is so funny because like, if you look at, have you ever, have you ever actually ever looked at that campaign box? No, but I'm going to do Temple of now. Elemental Evil. Like it's a fucking Elder Scrolls game. Oh, wow. Like, like, yeah. Look if, at that. But like, but like, like not the Elder Scrolls games people are thinking of when you say that it's the Elder Scrolls game. Like, like the first four before um, Daggerfall. No, like, it, like I mean, it is, it's like Oblivion. Like, all of the characters have yeah. their own fucking timetables and shit. They've all got, like, you know, like, there's, there's like, they're, the farm. the map, though, it looks yeah. like those 2D, it looks like those 2D top-down Elder Scrolls games that you get for free on websites oh, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, no, like, it, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's the early Elder Scrolls games with, like aspirations of being of like you know uh of like what oblivion finally accomplished with the uh what is it not the not the radiant persona <laughs> system it's called something stupid though um <laughs> not cool like radiant persona stupid like uh yeah i don't remember what it's i don't remember but everyone what, knows what we're talking about but like yeah like, like the the way like the npcs all have their own schedules and own agendas and like um, but like that's Hamlet. Hamlet, like all of the like every single NPC has a fucking like at least one sentence backstory. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't have time to read and prep all of this. Fuck off. It's like that tip that they give to actors when they say, like, listen, uh, if you want to make your character real, like come up with a secret that only that only you and they share. Yes, it's like it's what a hundred percent it. That works for actors. You don't need to do that when you tell a story. It's not like Agatha Christie's like, oh, this this train it's conductor so- Poirot just ran into is uh, is actually um, he has a brother who's Catholic and he doesn't like it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's it's so funny because I like I referenced the the Temple of Elemental Evil in my Elden Ring piece with Cameron Kunzelman, and Cameron Kunzelman's like That's probably why it was on my mind. He's like, I've never been to the bottom of the Temple of Elemental Evil. And I'm like, neither have I. No one has. No one has gotten to the bottom of that. Every every group disbands before they like How get to the bottom. How could you get there? Yeah. Like yeah. You, you spend like you spend like five weeks like, you know, going off on some fucking tangent because like, you know, there's like a hooker in like the like the end. It's like, um, dude to do mind flayer killed my whole family. And you're like, dude, fucking fucking illithids? In the next town over, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I I also we were we were talking about how like Gary Gygax just came up with stuff to punish his friends basically, and that was like that's half of what these uh, these like inbox things are like the the thing that helps you uh, the thing that helps you kill high level characters if you don't want them there anymore. Like it's a it's a wild ride. I need I need to watch the Gary Gygax Gary Gygax's basement or whatever. The, the documentary about <laughs> the the start of D and love that it's called Gary Gygax's basement, and like it's clearly referencing like oh you know he was in his basement tinkering away on this this weird turning this turning his wargaming hobby into uh, like the start of like role playing. Um, but it just but it really makes it sound just sounds like, like this is where tra- this yeah. this is where this is where Gary Gygax like keeps the bodies. 
<laughs> like Gary Gygax's basement is just like where, where co-eds go disappearing. John Wayne like, Gygax. It's, uh, actually, I guess a, Gary Gygax would be like Playboy Bunny is because he got like weird famous and started hanging out with Playboy playmates and shit. It's really weird. I feel like I feel like if I was a Playboy playmate, um, not a not a thought experiment. I've had a lot, but I, you know enough to enough to be at least familiar. Um, I don't think I'd want to hang out with Gary Gygax. I'm just going to be honest. I think I would want to hang out with cooler people. Like Elon Musk. Hmm. Is Elon Musk cooler than Gary Gygax? I don't think so. I think Gary Gygax is cooler than Elon Musk. That's and I, a, yeah, I'm willing you know? to say I'm willing to say that Gary Gygax is not very cool. I'm willing to go on record as saying that. <laughs> um well, we've talked around this a lot, um, and we will we will more. But I wanted to uh, speaking just, of I wanted to fantasy adventures the, you have with yes, friends. Yes, um, I wanted to get this get this started just so we had had it as a background. Dia, today, um, and I actually have a I, unlike any other one I've done of these podcasts, I have a prompting question I wanted to ask you. So Ooh. I will introduce it, and then I will ask you the prompting question. Oh, I love prompts. This is like I know creative I, writing workshop shit. I Let's knew you, do it. I knew you would because because of your background. Uh, you you love prompts as, as do I. Um, okay, so. We're going to be talking about Endwalker. Uh, I had Dia on to talk about um, Stormblood. I had Dia on to talk about Shadowbringers. And now we are talking about Endwalker, which is the first one, actually, that um, you played before me um, of these ones we're talking about, uh, which is cool. It'll maybe maybe change our perspectives a little bit because you reviewed uh, this for... Um, for did you review for paste or yeah it was paste, paste right yeah yeah I was I was gonna say waypoint and I was like no I don't think that's right um, yeah you reviewed it for paste um, and a good review it was although I didn't read it until after I was done because I didn't want to get spoilers but um, yeah so we're gonna talk about Endwalker if you're worried about Endwalker spoilers um, I'll just say you know maybe wait on this one because we're gonna talk about them. <laughs> I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold off it's the it's the final you know ver- final expansion in the in the zodiac thing that Final Fantasy's 14's been doing forever so I mean there's no real place to be like yeah we're just gonna we're gonna hold back at this point I think we we kind of just have to go for it um but Dia I had a question for you so my favorite part of um and Walker, or not my favorite part, but the part that that uh, touched me the most, or, or you know, kind of like made me smile the most, was when you come back from um, you know outer space at the very end. Um, you're, you've flown off to go fight um, fight the scourge of um, what is her name? Uh, the bird lady. Oh God, that's bad. Media. Uh, no, um, yeah, Median. 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 Yeah, you've gone off to fight Median. And you come back safe and sound, and Tataru's there waiting for you as she does. And um, she says to you, "Welcome home," and it's the last sort of spoken line of the expansion. And I thought that was perfect. I like I was I was so impressed with that final line because it is this it is a truth of the of the MMO genre that it's kind of intending to be another home for you. It is it does have that home homely quality. Um, and I thought like owning it like that was really, really smart. Um, I think, and here's the prompt. I think 
That is also what Shadowbringers tried to do. And as much as I enjoyed Shadowbringers, I think they whiffed on getting that feeling there and absolutely nailed the feeling in Endwalker. Agree or disagree? Hmm. I'm not certain that Shadowbringers... And it's funny because I'm going to give so much fucking credit to Yoshida right now. Um, that which is, I uh, famously there, love Which is to extremely do. uncharacteristic of me. <laughs> but I feel like Shadowbringers doesn't stick the landing with the like the homecoming feeling because it's not designed to it is designed instead mm. to kick off endwalker where we actually need to have that experience i think i think that's a very interesting point and i think you're probably right in that like you know shadowbringers feels in some ways and i really like shadowbringers when I mean, we talked about it in the podcast i think Ultimately, we both came down as, as liking it. I think I liked it more than you, even by the end of our talk. But the, I will say, like, I think, I think Shadowbringers is a game that is, um, it feels a little disjointed from the, from the overarching, like, Heidelin versus Zodiac thing. Because, yeah, we, you get sort of the, you get Heidelin and Zodiac and stuff like that in it. But by, by and large, it's, it's by way of, like, oh, you know, the, 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 you got gotta watch out because uh, what can happen if Heidelin gets too powerful here? If it gets too like too steeped in this magic, then you know you know it could have another catastrophe and all the shards matter and stuff like that. Like you get the backstory. Oh, and I hadn't thought about it, but I think you're right in saying that that backstory, particularly you know what it means to care about the rest of the like the little planets uh, in 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 the world of Final Fantasy fourteen is the point of it. Like you couldn't do that without Endwalker. You can't, you, or you couldn't do Endwalker without that, that, uh, uh, that kind of framework being laid down uh, because there would be no stakes. Right. I mean, that's the thing is like, if, if we don't have Shadowbringers, we never establish a reason to care about the other shards. Right. Um, yes, thanks for calling them by their actual name. I was just going to call them little. I can't remember if they were called shards or not. It took me shards like is it, no, that's exactly right. The yeah. entire time you were talking to Lake, be like, "What's fucking shards?" Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's fucking shards. Um, so yeah, so like, and like, there's what? There's like fourteen of them, something like that. There's like thirteen. Yeah, or 14. I think I think it pretty much lines up with how many Final Fantasy games there are. <laughs> yeah. Um, which like can't wait you for know, can't wait for the next one to come with Final Fantasy 16. Let's go to Final shard. Fantasy 11. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Eureka and it's not a shard. God. Um you know, it's it's um so like I think Shadowbringers was important because it needed to show us the scope of what was at stake because you know, um we're not prime. What's the, the, the source? We're the source, yeah, the right? Source. The world we're essentially on. prime, but yeah, yeah, the source. Yeah, yeah, we're the source, and the source. You know, it's been it. It's we've had you know world-ending calamity for the source before. We've been through that. Yep. Like, um, it's not as important as as you know. No, no, all of existence is at stake here. And Shadowbringers needs to like n make that like, you know, clear. It needs to get us out of source and so we can see what a shard is like and we can make right. connections with the shard and we can meet the like, you know, 
the bubblegum and goth girl lesbian couple and like really be rooting for them so that when the time comes, you know, not only do we not want Emmett Selk and all of his buddies to like collapse, you know, everything back in and obliterate everyone, but like we also don't want everything to end, you know, when like right. the end singer happens. Right. And I, you know, it's, it's thinking about it that way. I mean, there's a, there's a, a kind of, um, I, you know what? It's not as, it's not as straightforward because, um, in, in some ways, Heaven's Word and Stormblood, uh, just take this a lot more slowly than, than you, you probably would want to, if it was this straightforward, but there's a, there's a path in thinking about like, okay, a realm reborn, you get the main places again. And then Heaven's Word, you get a little bit expanded. And then um, Stormblood, you get more expanded. So you get a whole sense of the source. And then in Shadowbringers, you get a sense of the world beyond the source. So that by Endwalker, as you say, like you can actually care about like, okay, so like what happens if this all does die? Like what, what, is it, what does it matter to be the end singer and like have the end sung? Um, and I think like, I mean, that's a good point because one of the things I was, I was really worried about when this expansion was announced was like, ah, you know, like these sort of like ends of stories are never well done. These towers seem like half baked, like what, what, who, who cares? And really everything that was shown in the trailers didn't deal with that sort of like all encompassing, like, no, no, no. Like, what does it mean for everything to end? Um, that was all kept behind, I think. And like, that was really the most compelling part. Yeah. And like, I mean, the thing with like, you know, Heaven's Ward was trying, you know, we, we always expand out the world. Like, it's, it's, that's, that's how MMOs work, you know? Right. MMOs don't ever want to stay in, you know, the same six zones that players have done. Like, Can't wait for the Gridania expansion. Like, like, I mean, that's the thing is that, you know, um, MMOs are like capitalism. They only work if they continue to grow and they continue to grow exponentially. Thomas so, Kennedy like, writing about Final Fantasy fourteen just shaking his fist that you, you you've uh, you've really uh, spoiled his day. But like, that's the thing is like, you know, in order in order to keep players subscribed, you have to add new zones. Mm hmm. And you have to continuously add new zones. And Final Fantasy XIV very quickly got to a place where, you know, it needed to add whole other fucking planets and existences. Um, and like, you know, so, so like Heaven's Ward, Stormblood, they were, we don't have... In Final Fantasy fourteen, we don't have we don't actually have the very cut and dry, you know, orcs versus humans. We don't have horde yeah. versus alliance. Um, as much as like we want to think of like you know, oh the the Asians are bad, and like the early games are like oh the Asians are bad, the Asians are bad, the Asians are bad. Well, yes, right. but the Asians are all kind of, you know, way too they 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 do not take a prominence until Endwalker, really. Like, let's be yeah. right. Like, uh, until, Shadowbringers. Um, Shadowbringers, yeah. And then, and then, like, we finally get, like, okay, now they are an officially a faction. That, and, and, you that know, once they're given... Against. Yeah, and once they're given prominence, though, they're given ambiguity as, as like, good right. and bad. Like, part of being yeah. given prominence is, like, hey, look, like, now you actually kind of like Emmett Selk and what he's talking about. Like you, you sort of like you feel bad for him. You don't want him to win, but you feel bad for him. And like 
it's a big, it's a far cry from La Habrea in the first one where it's like, yeah, look, you know, this guy's pretty bad. Like This guy, this guy just wants to destroy everything. Look, he, he took over Thancred's body, your friend. Yeah, um, he, he took over your buddy Thancred and he like convinced this one dude to basically use like, you know, magical nuclear, like, you know, thermonuclear bomb. Even when know. it wasn't his intention. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, exactly. Like, La Habrea, like we 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 are set up as like he is the he is a big bad, and then by the time we get to shadow you know to Shadowbringers, and like I I think that Shadowbringers needs that ambiguity, like it gets forced into it. I don't mm-hmm. know that I don't know that we originally ever had had the intention for this kind of ambiguity, but we got to a point where like Shadowbringers needed to happen because we were spinning out in Eorzea with yeah. Stormblood. Like, it was just, like, you know, Stormblood gets so far away from, like, what Final Fantasy wants to fucking be. And yeah, and just, we, we talked about this on our episode where, like, there's, there's like, compelling stuff in Stormblood, but it's so many different strains that, yeah. like, it becomes difficult to hold it all in your hand, which ultimately is what Final Fantasy wants. Like, despite the people telling you, like, plot summaries of Final Fantasy games in, like, minute detail... The, any Final Fantasy game wants to be able to say, like, okay, here's the main thing. Like, even, like, Final Fantasy twelve, which I consider to be extraordinarily complex as, like, a game. Like, you could point to one thing and say, like, okay, here's the thing. Like, you know, it's 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 been a while since I played it, but it's basically the political intrigue in that one city and that one government. Um, and that's, that's the main, you know, problem or thing that we have to care about. And in Stormblood, it just got huge. Like, there's, like... 30 different villains before you even get to the Asians who like don't show up until the X packs. So like, yeah, or the, I'm sorry, the, the post X pack expansion. So like, yeah, it's, it was too big. And I feel like you're, you're absolutely right. Like it was a, it was a realization that like, okay, if we, if we don't get the, uh, the story moving on these guys, uh, we're going to be like, we're going to end up stuck in a bad spot with, yeah. um, well, with I mean, Stormblood, Stormblood tries to be so coded. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it wants me to go around and collect 50 different dudes and form this like coalition and then finally take it to the evil empire. And then it turns out, Oh no, the evil empire is actually much more like, you know, it's, there's a bigger problem with the empire than you originally thought. Um, and it's just like, no, like that's not final fantasy. Final fantasy is, Hey, we're going to go North because there's a war with the dragons. It's brewing. And, Oh look, shit's out of alignment because the Asians are actually in control of like the mind of the fucking pope. Right. Yeah. That's a yeah. Exactly. And now also, we got to go just kill like, the fucking pope. Yeah. And like, you can like. Uh, oh, go ahead. That that that's what Final Fantasy is supposed to be. It's supposed to be like you know, like it's that kind of anime. It's not. It's not the Suicoden shit. Right. And it's also it's also the kind of thing where like. You know, like if you think about Final Fantasy in terms of, you know, its origins, um, not the game, but Final Fantasy origins, which is cool, but not what we're talking about. Um, the the um, you know, it's the origins of the actual thing, like, you know, um, how to say this, like the actual, um, uh, you know, s- franchise, basically. Um, 
you know, it, it, it starts in like Final Fantasy one with like, hey, we got to get across the river, basically. Or like, you have to rescue my daughter. Like there, there are very simple tasks, even as the story spins out and, and into something more, you know, robust you know, your tasks are fairly straightforward. And in Final Fantasy XIV, that's still true. Like, you need to go north and make an alliance with this, you know, weird hermit kingdom that doesn't like outsiders because we need more defense in Eorzea. And, like, every complication from that, even, you know, with the War with the Dragons, comes from that need. It's an initial need of, like, okay, you need to be able to, like, open this door into... Um, uh, whatever into the 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 the, the main area in heaven well, it's it's, it's um, the not the yeah. non you know the non-imperial parts of eorzea need to be united you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like okay the empire is bad the empire is bad right. news like they we we know we know now definitively that the empire is not stopping their desire to you know like basically fuck the world so yeah like let's go north and start there. Okay, cool. You know that made sense. Like, and honestly, Stormblood made sense too. It's just that once you sort of like get, I think like it's essentially a writer's room issue, not a writer's room issue, but a writer's room sort of problem where you're just like, okay, we did north. We need to do um, we need to do Alamigo. Because if we don't do Alamigo, then it's going to seem really weird that we're not doing it. Like, that's the other area. Um, Let's do Alamigo. And then it's like, oh, well, actually, we sort of worked out a lot of the problems that we would have faced in Alamigo in Heavensward. (laughs) So we can't we can't just rehash those. What else can we do? It's like, well, there's other areas. And that's when it starts getting a little like difficult to hold everything in one hand because you're like, oh, like, well, what are the beast tribes? What are we doing here? What's all this about? And I think, like, you know, ultimately the reason Shadowbringers works so well is because it's a return to that. And the reason why Endwalker works so well is because it recognizes, like, okay, if we want to do the Shakodan thing and have, like, a bunch of people and everyone gets super excited when they show up, then they have to be people we recognize because this is a Final Fantasy game. And so those last moments, like, as you say, it's that kind of anime, those last sort of, like, triumphalist anime moments where it's like, guess what, everyone? all our friends showed up on a boat. Like those really work. Cause you know who they all are. Like they're, they're important to you because they're important to you. Not because like you've been told like, Oh, this is the, this is the head of this country in the Western steps. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's Lando bringing the whole squad together. Yes. Like, <laughs> which is like, you know, everyone cheers for it because we all cheer for, you know, Oh, hey, we all we recognize that. But at the same time, if we stop to think about it for more than a minute, it's like, mm, this feels cheap. <laughs> but like it also. Yeah, it it that's true. And I think like, again, one of my that was one of my concerns about Endwalker when it was announced. It's like you see, you know, the Joker they have. They have Fan Daniel, the Joker. And you, <laughs> you see like all your friends showing up. It's like, OK, so we're going to find like some big bad and we're going to make it really important that we're able to kill him or something like, okay, fine. This will be very, but I think like the, the kind of like real success of Endwalker is that it kind of throws off fan Daniel pretty early. Like it, I mean, not entirely because you get to meet him as Hermes too, but like 
the actual threat of like, oh, this guy's like so twisted. He just wants to see the world burn. That guy dies like one third into the game. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really interesting when he's like just pieces out. And it's like, dude, like by by Amon or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's Amon. Like he's also Amon. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because like that was his previous form. But then like I really, I, I, I'm really amused by like the like kind of like the metaphysics of like what's going on with him because you know he inhabits the body of like asahi right mm-hmm. the the little the little terrible joker child from stormblood who we all hate yeah everyone hates everyone hates asahi but like asahi's is like god you're fucking weak and pathetic and i can't fucking stand being inside of you yeah no yeah exactly and he's like <laughs> what it's so good. Like I loved I loved that you were able by the end of it to to meet Asahi again and he's like, "Oh, what? You feel bad for me? I hate you." <laughs> like I and and the whole thing where I had to be part of this like fool. I I hated him too. Um Yeah, it's 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 like I think one of the things that works so well about this expansion is also that it kind of like it's willing to play kind of fast and loose with some of the metaphysics and some of the, like the, the grudges and stuff like the fact that um, Xenos, for instance, is also meant to be a big bad in this and essentially becomes like almost a love interest. Um, Not explicitly, but like, I mean, essentially he's just like, yeah, like I just, the only thing I like is fighting you. So like, I'll help you do whatever. Like he, he ends up helping you get to Medion because he's like, yeah, if you can beat me in a fight, like, I just want to fight. Like, come on. And, like, it it becomes, like, not villainous. Like, he's still a bad person. He's still, like, ruined all those people's lives in, in uh, all of his, all the, all the people who are just living in, in um, Garlemald. But, like, he is also just this kind of foil that's a fun foil. It's just, like, literally your, your nemesis system guy. Yeah, it's it's um I hate looking at Xenos. So like every time he shows up, I'm just like, God, I hate I hate your character model so much. I hate your character model as much as I hated Emmett Selk's original character model. Like, can we please not show you ever? Can you just go away? <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I think he actually is an interesting character. Like surprise I'm surprised yeah. um how well they they managed to take um, cause he's just like, you know, he's like nothing, nothing that these games do is like in any way innovative. Like, you know, it's, it is, it's, well, yeah, that's all, not really the point. Yeah. Right. Like this is all anime bullshit. That's been recom, you know, recombinated and mixed up in various different formulations. And like, you know, it's just kind of like, what, what are we doing this time? Like, what is, what is holding this together? What is motivating our characters to continue to persist in this world? And, you know, one, I need to get this off my chest now because Final Fantasy 14 needs to abandon NPCs, like principal NPCs that were built in the character creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the character creator is so fucking limited, and honestly, it makes characters look ugly. And like, 
the number of people who tried to convince me that Fan Daniel, not Fan Daniel, uh, Emmett Silk was fuckable, like made me go insane. They've missed the point entirely. Because even even if even if we got past the fact that he looks stupid, <laughs> no one in the character like no. No one, it, no one made his character creator is universally fuckable. I'm sorry, the character well, yeah, creator I mean, looks it's like, bad. It's like, it's like having sex with one of the robots from AI or something like that. It's just like doesn't no, because at least work. the robots from AI look like young Jude Law. <laughs> <laughs> like these are like cheap. They're like the discount ball jointed. They're not even like the official Dolphy Dolphies. They're like the cheap ones. Whose eyeballs kind of like don't really fit into their sockets quite quite so well, and like, you know, yeah, the yeah, just the I I absolutely need this, but I cannot stand to pay money for it. Kind of uh, Dolphy, yeah, yeah. Um, I am, um, yeah. I and I Wow like, Wow learned this. Wow learned this very early that it was like you know, because um, like uh, what's what's her fucking name. Um, Sylvanas. Sylvanas mm-hmm. was like kind of like a default elf model that was like kind of translucent for a little bit there. And then they were like, no, 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 no. We cannot have the leader, the the haughty elf leader of the undead looking like a character model from the game. Uh, custom model, thick thighs, save lives, give her all the tits and give her, a, you know, a, an actual <laughs> custom face and make her bigger than the the main character than, than the player characters, right? So that we all know that she is like a, you know a heroic unit. Um, I know that like we are trying to kind of fit characters into the same world together, and that like we are you know existing you know we are much more um, the main character than any character than any player in World of Warcraft is. Like World of Warcraft, you are not the end all be all you are not the prime mover but uh, in, the, in the way you are in in final fantasy 14 at least right so it makes I, sense I mean, I, but i yeah still I, feel like, I liked the way that you became the prime mover in ed walker but yes you're right i mean like, it, is, I, it is different yeah i need i need these characters to look like final fantasy 14 like i need i need them to look like final fantasy characters and final fantasy is known for having very good character models Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the, um, yeah, no, you're right. Like, I think, hmm, I, I think what they, what they started to do post, um, post ARR with, um, uh, oh, f- um, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name again? Um, the, the, the goofy guy who his, his dad owns the uh, casino, um, he's a detective. Oh, People um, are screaming at me. God, I just forgot his name now. My brain's uh, like okay. Fan Daniel. It's like, no, it's not fucking Fan Daniel. Um, I'm going to look up Goofy Guy, Final Fantasy 14. There's someone named Goofy Guy. That's not helpful. That's not helpful. Um, uh, not Heidegger. What's his name? Oh, Heidegger's close. Um, oh, jeez. Um, it's the other thing. We, all, of, we, need to, we need to fucking have some real fucking names here. Owner of um, Golden Saucer, Dio. Yeah, from <laughs> Final Fantasy VII, Dio is the owner. Oh, Godbert Manderville. Uh, uh, that's whatever. Right. Uh, um, uh, that's 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 his dad. Um, let's see, Godbert Manderville, uh, Hildebrand, Hildebrand. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, Heidegger. God, thankfully, yes, he- <laughs> it's, it's Heidegger. Um, 
No, but like, yeah, when when you like, I, I feel like what they did with with uh, Hildebrand, and they started messing around with facial models and stuff like that. Like, I feel like that was the start of it when they were like, let's kind of like mess around with this a little bit. Let's do something different. And it's just like, it's taken them a while to get from. Let's mess around to do something different, too. We're changing the graphics models and we're making these NPCs look different. Because, I mean, um, Vana looks not like she was made of the character model. Like, Heidelin in this doesn't look like a character model. She looks different. Like, she no, has. You can't of... have tits like that in the character model. Correct. And so I know that she's like, she's someone special. Like, even when I run into her in the game, right? And that there, there is something like, I don't know, there's something very encouraging and like enjoyable about that to be like, Oh, this is like, this is one of the special people. Yeah. And like, I think, you know, um, I don't think this game doesn't like that much enough with like its cutscenes that like, it really like, you know, would make that much of a difference. I know that the back end of this game is like held together by like shoestrings and prayers. Um, <laughs> like I, I, I bet I still don't <laughs> like any MMO really. Like, I still don't understand, like, whenever someone's like, oh, you know, this is 1.0 is the reason we can't have X. And I'm like, why is there any code from 1.0 still around? I thought we nuked the world. Why did we leave any trace of it? I think because they I mean, it's basically like the uh, it's basically like Majora's Mask and that like someone came by and said, like, OK, your job is to make this super fast and they were like i guess we're just reusing assets <laughs> don't don't that code can still be used it's like uh it's like when you're uh when like you're getting yelled at by your mom for for not eating the leftovers first like no eat that first like don't heat up any chicken nuggets we got leftovers but now we don't have belts <laughs> well sorry but, but we were gonna lose the kale so we had to eat that quick I, i'm also it's very weird to be like the end walker getting rid of like all of like you know, when I came back for Endwalker after a long time of not playing after Stormblood, uh, after Shadowbringers, and like just being like, "Where is my stuff?" <laughs> and it it's was gone. like, "Oh, that's not that's not worthwhile anymore." And I'm like, "What's bullshit?" That um, that was weird. Even even in the even in the like the announcement with Christopher Koji Fox, uh, your favorite, um, they they were they said like, "Yeah, like." We're getting rid of belts. Don't worry. It's it's a good thing because no one likes belts. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I think probably we do. Like, I think we're okay with belts. It's, <laughs> Why don't it's we get really rid of earrings then? They don't look like, they barely have any cosmetic effect. Yeah. Like, no, it's really, do. it's really funny because like, you know, every, every MMO goes through this. Um, I remember in WoW when uh, one expansion hunters had like you know their ranged weapon either a bow or a gun and then they had their like kind of melee weapon mm -hmm. and for when the their magic weapon, runs out the melee weapon <laughs> ultimately became just a stat stick you know it was just like something that you had to gear out for so that you would get like enough plus agility and plus hit percentage and you know things like that um, and like you could, you could, you know, because through enchanting and things like that, you could itemize, you know, like, oh, I want more crit instead of, you know, more 
like, you know, or I want more crit chance over crit, you know, like damage, like things like that. You could, you could play around right. with the, 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 the stats um, on your stat stick. And they got rid of it because they were like, this is one more item that like players have to roll on during raids and like, you know, it's complicated and we have to balance for it and blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, kind of slowly picking away at like, you don't need that item that, you know, just give, <laughs> just there to give you stats. You don't need that item. It's just there to give you stats. You don't need that. item just there to just give you stats. It's like, well, at some point just make a fucking character action game. Like, yeah. Like, dude, just, just fucking make, just make, just make the action game. Why are we doing any of this? Like, People want role-playing games because they want fucking loot and they want to put loot all over their character. They want every single slot possible. They want to put rings on every fucking finger. Let players do that. Yeah. So what if no, it's I hard agree. to balance? And also, like, you know, remember, do you were you around for the days of A Realm Reborn when the big there was the big battle between how much fucking um uh like uh, tenacity materia you should be slotting versus like battle dance yes. materia or whatever. This is a good, I, I was not around for it, but what a good, uh, what a fantastic uh, debate. And like, and like, I see the point, like on the one hand, it's like, you know, okay, tanks, you know, tanks should be itemizing for, you know, resilience like that, that, that is the, that is the mind of the philosophy behind the tank is they take the big hits and they don't do damage. They do aggro holding. But at the same time, if you can't, if you can be the tank that like can take just enough of the hit, but then also, you know, throw out all kinds of threat. That's right. You want to do that. But maybe you want to be more comfortable. Maybe you don't want to have to worry about like your perfect timing of, you know, the, 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 the Sheltron or whatever. And instead you want to, so you want to stack a lot of tenacity. So you just have shit tons of like resilience and vit. Um, like maybe that's fine. Maybe that should be fine. Um, you know, like when in Final Fantasy 11, like, you know, there are people that were like, you know, oh, what should I, you know, the, the, the class combinations got wacky. We got wacky with that shit. <laughs> like, uh, in no world is a ninja a tank. Right. You know, by default, like no one thinks of, like no one thinks of a ninja class as a fucking tank. Wizardry says the ninja sits in the back of your party and like, you know, opens traps and like hides in shadows to do backstab damage. That's the point of ninja. You know, if they get seen, they're dead. But like Final Fantasy XI was like, yo, what if you have a ninja and you sub like, you know, like a, a tank class with that? What if that's your tank? What if your tank just doesn't get hit? Well, and and that's the fun. Like going that's around the like fun smacking of like... the boss in the face. And then he's like, oh, I'm hit to smack you over here. Oh, but I'm over here. Oh, look, you didn't see me. Like, that was cool. But it's like, also the fun of like, it's the fun of... um of Eureka too, in that like you'll you'll get weird people tanking, like you'll get blue mages tanking all the time in Eureka, just because like I guess they figured out a way to do it because that oh, can you whole blue area is just not mint. You can. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's no, it's fun. Um, I always want a blue yeah, mage, no. but I'm kind of like I'm still mad that I'm like, why is blue mage a separate thing? Like I don't want to play a second game. I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen. Fuck blue, you. Blue mage is so hard to do. <laughs> 
Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, you know, I, I think like, I think you're right. Like, I think, I don't know. There, there's a level at which, hmm, there's a level at which like we're losing out on the joy of the game in some ways that like is, is, or certain joys of the game. Cause I still want to get back to like the fact that Ed Walker just is a great story and, and a, a really good expansion, but like there is a level of like in its success, you lose some of the MMO ishness of the thing. It, like particularly in terms of um, particularly in terms of like uh, I'm thinking of the fact that you can like they're, they're adding trust to everything. So you could play the whole game single player, which like, okay, there's a lot of story there. I get it. It's not really an MMO, then, right? Like it's different. It's becoming different. And like that difference is it, it can be a little tough to handle. Yeah, I think and I think Endwalker was where I really started to kind of um really started to feel it. Like Shadowbringers definitely had its moments. Like when I first that first, you know, dungeon you run up to and they're like, Do you want to try trusts? Let's explain trusts to you. You could do this whole thing with trusts. And like to some degree, Shadowbringers really wants you to play the game with trusts. Yeah. Um, no, there's like extra content and stuff. Yeah. Um, like and that was that was a very weird decision um, that, like, you know, when I was playing through, I was kind of like, well, I don't I have instant cues, so I don't care. You know, like a white mage, like, um, but I definitely right. I tried it here and there. And I was like, oh, I'm getting shit that I wouldn't have gotten. Like, this is this is this is fucking plot. This is and the <laughs> trust, the trust with uh, against um, Heidelin. Um, in in uh, Endwalker is like so much easier to pl- to beat than with people, or at least it was when I played it, because like the people didn't know what they were doing, and like no. I was one of them, but there weren't because en- I was just playing for the first time, but there were not enough people in there that knew what they were doing, but like Thancred knew what he was doing, <laughs> and like you know Alize knew what she was doing. It was easy, like as long as I didn't mess up and I passed the DPS check, we were all fine, it's and so funny. like. Because yeah. I never, um, I still haven't, I didn't do any, um, I didn't do N Walker with any, uh, trust. So I'm like, I'm like, wait, you could do trust for Heidelin. You, you can could do trust it's... where, where Thancred, like where, where your, where your, your DPS knows when, like where to stand. Are you kidding it's me? So, it's so strange. Like the, the, um, yeah, it's so weird. Like the, the, the element of like teamwork in that in that like you aren't just like it's not just people like randomly running to a spot or being like oh i I gotta be here now i gotta be there now like and i'm i'm counting myself in this too like i'm not you know king of uh of doing the uh the the oh what are those called trials uh right the first time like i'm kind of bad at it (laughs) like so like it was cool to have that and be like oh yeah okay i can trust that my my friends here are going to do a better job at this than me um, and yeah, like that was cool. Um, but it is different. Like it's not, it's not an MMO in the same sense. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I do think it's a different thing. And like, you know, it's not clear to me how Final Fantasy is going to account for that because if it's not an MMO, what does it look like exactly? I think is a, a very reasonable question. And that that is the thing that I think is like, you know, for me, Endwalker was almost like 
I know it's supposed to be like, oh, it's it's the end of the Heidelin story. You know, Heidelin is 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 gone. Um, whatever that fucking means. Like, <laughs> like, I, I, and it's it's so it's so hard to like kind of take any of this seriously. Like, okay, Heidelin, Heidelin is gone. What does that mean? Heidelin was a fucking crystal. Heidelin was like, you know. Like, Heidelin's my good friend Vana. Like, yeah, like what 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 is what actually is going on here? Doesn't even matter. Like, you know, characters die in the X-Men all the time and then they come back, like, you know, when they need to. Yeah. Um, I fully I do. believe that we will see Heidelin, and I mean Heidelin Heidelin again. Yeah. I think also, like, one of the things that the this expansion did really well that got me away from like feeling irritated about that because I'm the same way. Like I see, I've read enough comics to see people say like, Oh, it's the end of this character and be like, yeah, right. Like it's not the end of this character. The character is going to come right back. It's going to be like, give me a break. Um, one thing I liked about this expansion was that, um, they, they did focus on ending the story, right? Like it was the story of the clash between Heidelin and Zodiac and the Asians and all that stuff. And, by like, you know, having you go back to, you know, the pre sundered days and like meet all the people and, and make these relationships and kind of like add a, a kind of like narrative thread that you didn't know was happening between everything going on in your story. Like, I think that does end it in a, in a very real way in that there's no possible way you could pick up that thread again. Like actually that particular thread, you could pick up like strands off of it as they're doing with like pandemonium. But like, you can't actually do Heidelin versus Zodiac again. Like it doesn't, doesn't work anymore. They, they did end that story. Yeah. I don't trust it. Trevor, but like, well, I, mean, I, no, I, me I, too, I do, but like, like I believe like, you know, like I think ultimately, you know, yes. Uh, Heidelin versus Zodiac is settled and it will come back when we need it again. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, so I, I guess what I would ask is what, well, no, I, that's, that's too broad a question, but I, I do, I'll, I'll say it in this way. I don't see a way they could do a story that would relate to that particular con conflict in a compelling way. And as I say it out loud, I mean, that's probably a little too strong. They probably could figure out some way to do it. It wouldn't have to be compelling. You just have to sell move units. So, and so I think, I think, I think that's kind of what I, what I'm, you know, part of what I'm getting at is that like for me and Walker, does it end the story? Yes. Mm, okay. Maybe. Sure. Fine. Um, I I don't, I don't feel that like, I feel like Endwalker ends things in the same way. Return of the Jedi ends things. <laughs> That's a good comparison. Like if I'm really real here. Um, but like, I think what it does really do well um, and does very definitively is it ends the concept of Final Fantasy XIV as the MMO that, as what as as an MMO based on what we thought MMOs were and supposed were supposed to yeah. be, and now it is definitely phased into something completely different that um, you know hasn't really been figured out yet, and it isn't hasn't really figured out yet, but it is definitely. You know, it is geared toward the concept of the single player RPG 
that is happening in a state concurrently with like, you know, millions of other people also experiencing <laughs> the same single player RPG. Yeah. Which is and really I think weird because you know, in a way that's just Twitter. <laughs> it is created, no, you're not wrong. It is created Elden Ring Twitter. But I think like, I, you know, one of the things that I, I, if I'm being optimistic about it and like, I, I'll, I'll say again, like I'm very optimistic in, in some ways about the series more so after, um, and Walker, cause I think it was just so well done. Um, you know, one of the things I'm optimistic about is that they'll be able to do that in a way that, you know, essentially marries this problem or not marries, but like acknowledges this problem that Final Fantasy 14 has always seemed to have, which is that like. People are like, well, I'd play it if it wasn't an MMO or like I do this and like that's fine. Like that's not a, not a problem in and of itself, but it is a problem for a, uh, a series like Final Fantasy where, you know, in an ideal world, they want you to play all the Final Fantasies. Like they, they want you to know all the Final Fantasy plots. They want you to have the stories. This is why they keep re-releasing the games or like giving you different ways to play them, even if people don't always like them, like and for, for good reason with some of the remakes. Um, not 7R, that's, uh, I haven't played it yet, but I, I've only heard good things, but the, uh, the pixel remakes, for instance, um, like, you know, they want you to play these games. And if Final Fantasy 14, I'm, you can tell there's always been this, this sort of like low level anxiety of like, if this game stops being popular and has to go offline, we lose a whole Final Fantasy. And I think like a lot of that anxiety comes from. Memories of Eleven, which is unfairly maligned, but and still online. But I think like it it makes Square nervous that like okay we're gonna have content that people can't play, and you know let's let's be clear, uh, will not be able to buy from <laughs> purchase from us. So you know in, in a way this switch is a way to kind of like keep both. Be like okay we're doing the MMO and we're doing a story everyone can play. Now if it fails and doesn't do a good job of it then it's just going to be a story everyone can play and an MMO that no one is interested in and the social element will die, which is not good. So the thing that I think about Final Fantasy XIV is that Square Enix learned very, very well with Eleven just how little effort it takes to make a game that's profitable. Um, <laughs> Final Fantasy XI was their number one moneymaker for the longest time. Um, sure. And and it was only, are huge. The only thing that surpassed it was Final Fantasy XIV eventually. You know, right. by the time Final Fantasy XIV got around to like its third expansion, then it eclipsed Final Fantasy XI. Um, mm. Which, like, you know, Final Fantasy XI has been on life support for years and years now. Um, I mean, yeah, quite a while. And, I, and I don't remember. It has been long enough that I do not remember when they finally came out and said, look, we are basically putting this on life support. Um, I think they, I think what's it. And, and like, I think one of the things that's interesting about Final Fantasy XI is that it's really on life support mostly because like of graphics. Like, I think if it was just a gameplay issue, people would be like would be in there. But people have a problem with playing something that looks old a lot of the time. Well, I mean, and a lot like of it is a lot of it is they just can't work on the damn thing anymore. Like there's yeah, no, that too. There's nothing that, you know, I know like the reason why they stopped supporting the PlayStation 2 was because the PlayStation 2 dev kits all died. <laughs> they just right. couldn't, they couldn't do it anymore. Um, yeah. And like, you know, like, you know, and they finally kind of end of life 
the 360 and they were just kind of like, okay, well, we'll focus on keeping it alive for PC. And then like everyone migrated that wanted to migrated to PC and kept doing it on PC. And it still makes them money. Like right. even now, it still makes them money. So they know, like, they don't need to put a lot of effort into Final Fantasy XIV. And I think that's where people get things really fucked up is how much money actually goes into Final Fantasy XIV. And the answer is, I don't think a lot. No, I don't think a ton. I think like, I think it has a very good team of people oh, working yeah. on no, it. I, th- I think the people working like... on it are absolutely great at working with scraps under tight deadlines for a company that has, you know, absolutely esoteric internal politicking. Correct. Um, and, know, Square, uh, Enix, Square Enix is a fucking nightmare. Like if we think about like the, the, the structure the, you know, the, oh the, just the general corporate structure, the internal like team structures, like the way the way Square Enix operates is baffling. You could spend your entire life trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with Square Enix and just kind of walk away going, eh, shit's fucked up, man. Yeah, Square Enix, Square Enix is like the the perfect example of a company that like at this point seems to have so many irons in the fire that you're just like, you don't have too many irons in the fire. You just have no ideas that are consistent. Like you, you're you're doing everything and nothing. Like it's so. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah. Good point. Square Enix released a fucking um, Metal Gear Solid knockoff set in the um, uh, front mission universe. No one. I remember that. No, oh my god! And you know, I I enjoyed like the first couple hours of it before the power curve gets like completely out of hand and like you you no longer are like you know the game is no longer threatening. Like the first yeah, three hours yeah. of that game are fucking pretty tense and great, um, and like it it does become like escape the Eastern Block, uh, <laughs> it's, which is great. Like it's a good a fantasy we have all had. Yeah, yeah, but um. But like, once you once you get the shotgun and body armor, it's just like okay. Now it's just like now it's just like a, sh- a terrible Metal Gear where I'm like really overpowered. Um, right, like, right. No, no one wanted that game. No, like, no. You, you you do a you do a fucking focus group, and someone says like, "Do you want Metal Gear?" But like the front mission universe, and like yeah, people put down like yes, but then like the the caveats for that are so astronomical. People are like, "No, I want to be in the big robot. I want to control the big robot." Like, you know, right? You know, people. people well, yeah, think, and I I remember when that came out. People were like, "New front mission," and they're like, "Where you play as a person? Like, what what are we doing here? What is this?" Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, as good as the game, even as good as the game could have been, like it could have been the perfect game and everyone would have still been like, why am I not robot? Like what, <laughs> what's going on here? Like why, you know, like we go from like, you know, the front, like front mission three where like, you know, dude starts, you know, an international war because he can't just pick up the phone and call his sister. Um, and then we get to like Fred Mission, you know, left, left alive, which is like, oh, you know, okay. One of the, uh, one of the, 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 your, your city gets invaded and like, you're like, just kind of like this little twinky new, like, you know, national guard recruit who needs to get out alive. And then it like spins off into this like grand metal gear solid conspiracy. That's just like, 
dude, no, you missed, you missed why front mission worked. Um, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Square Enix, we're going to sell off Tomb Raider. What? Why? <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> that's been doing, that's been doing numbers for you. <laughs> like, and that's the thing, like Tomb Raider, it doesn't do big numbers, but like, it doesn't need to. It just does the numbers it does. You know, like Tomb Raider excels, ex- like Tomb Raider's like, like David Bowie albums. Like David Bowie did like, you know, was a really great for record companies because they always knew who exactly was going to buy David Bowie records. Right. And like, you know, he even talked about it. He's like, I know exactly the record companies give me exactly X amount of money to make a record because they know exactly how many records I'm going to sell. And like, that's fine. You know, like that's what Tomb Raider is. Tomb Raider just like it need it, it's going to sell the X number of units. If for some reason you get a breakaway hit. Cool. But you're never going to do right. under that because people just want to play Tomb Raider. Right. Um, you know, and like those people that want to play Tomb Raider will just buy Tomb Raider. Um, but like Square Enix doesn't like, they don't know what they have. Like if they were smart, they would be pumping all their money into Final Fantasy 14, Final Fantasy four. There was a, there was a time before when the belief and like, it's still true to some degree, but like, we're not going to get a Morrowind remaster. We're not going to get a rebooted Morrowind. What we got is Elden's is Elder Scrolls Online where right. you can go to Morrowind and you can wander all the fuck around Morrowind in Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, and that's that's what we get. I and mean, that's, that's what we're getting. Yeah, that's, and that's, you know, subscription, you know, it's 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 a game as a service. You can subscribe to it if you want, but you can play it for free if you just buy like, you know, the actual like, you know, game up front. Like it's going to make lots of money for Bethesda. Like it will continue to do that until people get sick and tired of you know, Elder Scrolls, which right. isn't going to happen anytime soon. They don't need to put a lot of effort into it. You know, they'll just keep making new Elder Scrolls expansions. And people will be fine with it. Um, you know, there was a theory that like at one point that was where we were not going to get a new Elder Scrolls. We were just going to get expansions to Elder Scrolls online. Um, yeah. If, and that, that did. Yeah. It looks like that's not going to be the case, but I, yeah. Think and I think that's because I mean, ultimately Bethesda Bethesda very much feels like and like to some degree you know Square Enix understands this you need to have the big flagship that comes out and like puts the dick on the table and shows everyone just how big your dick is yeah um and like okay you know Todd Todd needs his next Skyrim um <laughs> you know I like we, I like that because it sounds like Todd just needs a meal or something we, like Todd we, Todd needs his next Skyrim. <laughs> it's time, time, Todd. It's time for your Skyrim, honey. Todd's, um, <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's we've Todd run hungry. we've run out of platforms to put Skyrim on, so we need to make a new game. Yeah, um, you know, but like Square Enix, they're you know, they need to pump out their Final Fantasy mainline game so that like you know people go, ooh, Square Enix, ooh. Um, Honestly, I don't think Square Enix needs to. I think if they focus that effort into Final Fantasy fourteen and like they would just like they would be fine. They could take yeah, over the nope. world. They could take over the world with Final Fantasy fourteen. They could just become, you know, Blizzard, you know, Activision Blizzard two point The problem is they don't need to because Final Fantasy fourteen players will just keep paying for Final Fantasy fourteen no matter what gets shoveled towards them. Yeah, and I think like one of the things that is Definitely. So, you know, what I'll say about about Endwalker again is like it is 
it's excellent. It tells a wonderful story. And like, I would say, you know, the best way that any of these expansions have, it feels like it has stakes, even when, even as you are pretty sure, you know, that like your friends are going to come back. They're not dead forever or whatever. It still feels like it has stakes. It still feels like it's, it's like big, right? Like, and, and just like, a, a, I don't know, like a full, a, it's a full experience in, in that way. Right. Um, and it tells a full story and it closes out this this other massive story you've been doing really well. And as I said at the beginning, like it says, like, welcome home at the end. And it feels like you're being welcomed back into a world you love. Right. And so that's great. But you're absolutely correct in saying that they one million percent know we will just keep buying it and playing it. And like they have us over a barrel at this point. We're just going to keep doing it. Yeah, sure. Like, I trust that they're going to keep doing work on it. I do not trust it's always going to be nearly as good as as Endwalker. And in fact, expect it to be much worse very soon. No, it's really funny because, you know, um, I I was. I was, you know, I was extremely glowing in my review of Endwalker. Um, and like I did, I had to crush and walk her into my body, like as fast as humanly possible. Like I didn't sleep. It took me like a week of just nonstop playing to get through and And like, I did it. Um, you know, and I was, I did all the fucking side quests too. Like I just cleaned out whole areas. Um, because one of the things that I really liked was, you know, you actually got a lot about, what was going on with the story, with the characters, the side quests in Endwalker really raised the bar for Final Fantasy 15 or 14 in a big way. Um, And like, absolutely. Like, okay, sure. You know, when we were in, um, what's the, the empire city place. um, Oh, uh, Garlemald. Garlemald, yeah. When, when you're in Garlemald and, like, okay, we have to help, like, the former Nazis. <laughs> and, like, the game is so weird because it very much is, like, these people are fucking Nazis. But, like, at the same time, it's like, well, n- no, they're really not Nazis. You know, they also, they were, they were like, you know, they were, like, punished and, like, had been, like, settled and, like, <laughs> you know, all these horrible things yeah. happened to them. And it's like... W- wait what what why are we Which doing sympathy it? for the nazis now like right, what right. really what is going on here um but even as you're doing that like some of those quests are really good like um yeah. you know and like i did like i was kind of like having to help people and i'm like okay you know what like this this mother with his kid like i'm gonna go find this kid and bring him back and like hopefully he'll be okay and like we'll we'll see where this plot line goes with this kid because the last time i had to deal with kids they died in the snow because right. they were terrified of me coming in and like, you know, it's like, okay, well shit, Elsa died face down, like, you know, in her own blood because she thought I was coming to just like, you know, steamroll her entire, like, you know, worldview. Um, I liked the, the, the power plant that you have to repair in Garla mall. Yeah. That's really that was, good. I like that. That was a, a great quest line. Um, and like, you know, there's there's a lot of like really good building out the world that's done in the side quests that like 
it feels weird because like, you know, they've got like the various phasings and things like that, that they're doing. And I don't know, like what happens if you just follow the main quest for Endwalker, right? Like mm-hmm. what, what does that even look like? I don't know, but it's not as compelling. No. And honestly, like, I feel like, I feel like they took, I feel like they took some of the lessons. Cause like I, I was a real sicko for side quests in a realm reborn for whatever reason. Like I did every side quest. <laughs> yeah, in a you realm were a reborn. sicko that if you did that, cause I know, but I learned a lot about the world of, of Eorzea. Like I just knew a ton about like Gridania and Uldah and stuff. Like you do learn stuff. Like it, yeah. it like it, it is this way that you can learn things, but there's also the tedium of it. And like, there's the, the way that in recent uh, X-Packs, I would say up until Shadowbringers, those, those ether current, um, quest lines were also like, okay, this is just going to be boring. I don't care. Like, I just want to, I want to be able to fly. I feel like in Endwalker, they made every element of those side quests, like super interesting. Like the fact that, you know, the, the ether current quests feel linked together in a certain way, or like always tell you something kind of important about the world that you're in. Um, I think like the, you know, the unsundered world, like if you do like the the quests with the little plus on them, right? Like the important quests or quote unquote important quests, you like I mean you're you're given so much more details about the ASEAN culture that you'd never get. And like like you say, like not having that makes the other scenes with um Hithlidaeus and and Emmett Selk and Vina, like they are much less interesting as a result. Same same with uh, Hermes. Like the Hermes character loses a lot of depth if you don't see a lot of people in side quests saying like, oh you're friends with Hermes. Here's what I think of him. Like it yeah. is, it is sort of like it's a, it's a it's a lived in world that way. Yeah, no, it's it really it's really um, surprisingly well done, um, and like it it ties it together in ways that the main story quest is insufficient um, in tying itself together. But thinking about like even like the moon quest, the moon quest, which like don't hang together well, like like I I think the moon quest might be like the ones that hang together the least. But yeah. like, you know, finding out about like, you know, all the little Hemingway dudes like deals throughout like, um, you know, and like how they've been like working things. It still adds a lot to the texture of, you know, what what is it? To, what is it to be a rabbit that was created with the sole purpose of, you know, taking humans away to another world when like you know, the world blows up and then now what, like, do they have left to do? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. And I think like there's this, there's a quality to, I don't know, there's a quality to that quandary that like you only pick up if you're just as frustrated as the rabbits and trying to solve it when they're just like, Oh, can you find a different thing for me to look like? Oh, can you find a different thing? And then they're like, I guess I didn't learn anything at all. Yeah. Even when you're back in Charlie and then you do that, right? Like where it's like, Oh, hey, um, have you like, can you, can you talk to me about like, you know, the world or can I meet someone in Charlian that would, that will like tell me about, about this, this wonderful place. It's more frustration. Like it's, it's incredible. It's just like the, the commitment that they have to that kind of like, I don't know, telling, telling not the same story, but like the, the same kind of tonal story throughout all of these things. I like, you're totally right that it is a smaller team probably and a team that is not given the resources they should, but man, they can keep things together. Like they can just hold stuff together so well. Yeah. 
No, it's 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 really funny because like um when I think about like World of Warcraft, one of the best expansions that they ever did was Wrath Wrath of the Lich King. And that was, you know, Wrath of the Lich King is the closing out Warcraft three, basically. Like if we if we look at World of Warcraft, its plot line is, you know, getting us through like playing through World Warcraft three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more or less. And like Wrath of the Lich King is basically the Frozen Throne expansion, you know, DLC. Like or excuse me, that's expansion. That was DLC at the Yeah. Time. Um and like it was really well done. And when I got to the end of that, I really kind of was like, you know what? I think I'm good. Um Yeah. You know, like I didn't I didn't need to keep playing WoW because I felt like I had taken my character through this complete story arc and, you know, I could just kind of let them go and let the world go. And it was just like, we're done here. Um, you know, and then yeah, they I, decided I, to I, blow up the world, but. <laughs> they, they figured it out. Um, I will ask, um, are you done at this point with Final Fantasy 14? Will you return? I mean, I'm still, um, I recently resubbed. Cause I kind of wanted to see like wh- where, where we were going with, um, you know, wh- where, where does, where does the game go after this? Where does, mm-hmm. you know, we get to the end of Endwalker and we disband the scions. What does that even fucking mean? Like, I love, I love disbanding the scions and they're like, well, we'll do a thing where we all kind of do our own things everywhere else, but we all have our link pearls. It's like, God weird. So you're like the, you're like uh, the Avengers or something. What is this? Yeah, it's it's really and like, and I think honestly, I think that's part of like, part of my big problem, you know, and like not knowing what I'm going to do in terms of like, am I sticking with Final Fantasy fourteen? Because mechanically, I have enjoyed playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and there is part of me that like, there's a, there's a sick, sick part of me that keeps thinking about what if I just started a new character. And went oh, through, yeah. went no, through from a realm reborn all the way to Endwalker again. Um, I've been there. I've, I honestly, I I had that thought, and I was like, oh, I guess I could just play like, I guess I could play New Game Plus. And I was like, no, I wouldn't play New Game Plus. <laughs> I want I want another one. Yeah, no, it's like you can't do like, New Game Plus is such a fucking weird concept because it's like, no, I'm just gonna start a new character. Like, yeah you know, shit at the very least, if nothing else, then I get more retainers for my other shit. And I'll just, you know, have a mule at the end of this. <laughs> but like, honestly, that is a really, really good point. Yeah. Like, why would you do new game plus? You could just like, think of all the fucking gold and shit like that you'll accumulate. And now you never have to like spend that shit because all of the stuff you would have spent it on is been completely trivialized by the changes to the game. Like, you don't need to gear out anymore. <laughs> I really, honestly, no, nope, you're right. And I think like there is something, I don't know. There's some, some sort of sick thrill in knowing where it's going and playing through it with that idea in mind, like mm-hmm. knowing the arc. Right. And like, there is part um, of me that wants to like, you know, like, you know, when you have finished the book, you want to go back and reread the book and do a close reading of the book be so that you can see like, Oh, this is where all the pieces fit together. Yeah, it's it's just tough. Like it's it's a it's a tough 
form for that, right? Like in in that it is like a like a three hundred hour story or something like that. But on the other hand, it is told in such a way that would reward that. And like maybe that's probably the most like um, hyperbolic thing I'll say about the storytelling in um, Final Fantasy fourteen that I really do mean is that like it is good enough at drawing everything together that I want to go back and and read it again. It's just like, that's not how MMOs should work. So again, like when we're talking about that, that genre problem, right? Where it's like, what am I? I'm like introducing trusts. I don't know what that means in terms of like X, Y, or Z. Like part of that trouble is that like, yeah, I want to go back and I want to know the whole story. And I, I, I want to know how it happens and feel how it happens again so I can experience that again. That, like, is not... That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah. God, I just went to How Long to Beat. And um, the main game for Final Fantasy XIV, I'm guessing they're including all of the expansions, but 100%ing Final Fantasy XIV, according to How Long to Beat, is 1,570 hours. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, honestly, like... Um, I know my my uh, my Endwalker time was like at least two hundred hours. It's they're really long. Minimum, like I like I played I I played through Endwalker with the the same person I played through um, Shadowbringers with, and she and I played twice a week at least, sometimes three if we could make it work for. I would say an hour and a half to two and a half hours. So like we were putting in, you know, it's respectable. It took us months to finish this game. And like, it's an expansion and we were still putting in time on our own to do like, you know, Oh, there's a, there's a trust here or whatever, like, or a, a whatever, not a trust, a, uh, or those, what are those stupid things called where you have to disband your party. I don't remember, but like, oh, you know, yeah. Oh, you have to, you have to do the metal gear thing with Thancred now. So like, uh, not not the highest point in this in the in the art in the expansion. Although I did kind of appreciate how mean it was and how weird it was. I did I, I liked that they went there. But um like yeah, I you know, like it took forever and it didn't feel bad. Like it wasn't like, oh, I hate how long this is taking. It's just a long game. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think I think like yeah, the 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 sort of last thought I have just on the plot of of Endwalker is that What's impressive about it is it takes a big story and actually concludes it well, which is not something even a lot of like, and I say a lot of thinking about like the the grand majority of them. So this isn't try, me trying to be like, it's the finest novel of all time, but it's something like a lot of novels don't do as well. Like endings are hard and it it nails the landing on a story that is like, if nothing else, extremely big. Yeah, I mean it it's it's tying up you know it's tying up 1.0. It's tying up yeah. a game. It Endwalker has to tie up a game that no longer exists and never will exist again. <laughs> right, exactly. Like could you imagine if like you know, could you imagine if like the fellowship of the rings just ceased existing? And Tolkien still had to fucking write like the the return of the king. And like 
before before he even could start the two towers, he had to make sure that he obliterated the very concept of the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, That's kind of what we're doing here. Yeah, exactly. And like what is what is interesting about them retelling or not retelling, but like ending wrapping up 1.0 as well is that like within the world of 2.0, no one remembers like the important stuff about 1.0. Like they remember some of the stuff. They remember like disaster and all, but they're like, oh, those heroes of light. Yeah, they kind of vanished into mist. No one knows who they were. So you don't even have like, you're right. You don't even have the fellowship. You don't have Gimli or you don't have Legolas. You just have the basic problems of Middle Earth. Yeah. And like that is, it's it's an interesting, if nothing else, it is an interesting undertaking. And like, you know, this is, it's a big thing. Like it, it was one of those things that, you know, it's a big enough thing that when I got to the end of Endwalker, I actually felt something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was no, like, same here. I was like, damn, I really like, you know, like I liked these characters. It turns out I actually liked these characters and I liked the time I spent in this game. And like, you know, there is a part of me that is sad that this part is over because this has been like 10 years of my life. Yeah. Like when did, when did 1.0 come out? Like, uh, 2010. Yeah. I think so. Like, Seriously, like, you know, this is like 10 years of my life. This is like 12 years of my life that like I had been, you know, at least, you know, at least like tangentially connected to Final Fantasy 14. That's a big deal. Like, you know, um, and so like I got to the end of Endwalker and I felt I felt charitable after all. So many hours after like, you know, the 400 hours I put in beast moding this game for review, I got to the end of it and I still felt really, I felt better about this game than I did when I was playing it. Like, you know, for the past, <laughs> like, you know, at points during the past, like 10 years, like <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, no, I totally hear you. And like, it, it really is like, there's, I think one of the things like, and people have pointed this out, like, you know, I think the the general joke is like, oh no! Like, if, if Final Fantasy fourteen ends, then uh, then like fans of Final Fantasy fourteen are going to have to uh, come up with a personality. Um, like, there is a, uh, you know, there's a there's a, like an evangelism to Final Fantasy fourteen, which is like, you know, I, I get it. Like, it's it, it's annoying. It must be annoying for people who don't play it. But like, it is also a game that you want to share with people. Like it's, it's kind of an experience where you want to be like, Hey, like this story is really like meaningful to me in the way that it is told. And that's like, you know, it's, I think it's hard to believe when a thing is that long, like it feels like Stockholm syndrome, even with like, you know, long novels or long movies, people are like, Hey, you just like it. Cause you spent too much time with it. And at the end of Endwalker, I was 100% sure that that was not the case. Like, I was like, nope, I like this because I like it. Like, I like it because it's very good. Yeah. And, like, I mean, the thing is, Endwalker, existence is going to end unless teamwork and friendship. Like, you can't fuck that up. Like, you know, that is, right. that is, you know, like I say in my review, I think I literally call it evergreen. But like, it is. Like, it's just, it's not a novel thing. This is nothing new. Anime has been about teamwork and friendship forever, you know? But, like, 
in a in a Elden Ring is not about teamwork and friendship. You know, like yeah. most games are not about teamwork and friendship. Sonic games are about teamwork and friendship. And like, <laughs> you know, Mario is not about teamwork and friendship. Um, no, you know, it's about brotherhood. Yeah, like the last, the last, the last truly great game about teamwork and friendship before Endwalker was Sonic Forces, and I'll stand by that one. <laughs> That's such a good take. Sonic Force fucking rules. Fucking my OC and Sonic are friends, and we're gonna save the world. Like, fuck you. Of course, this game rules. Um, I mean, when you're right, you're right. And it has like, the same appeal here, though, but, right? Like, yeah, and Walker is yeah. my OC, and like all of the all my cool like bros are gonna save the fucking world. And like the the, the sound I made when Sorabon showed up from, from Stormblood <laughs> with like my friends, the the gods of those islands or whatever, just ridiculous. Like way beyond what would have been expected if you told me that that would happen in the game. I'd be like, oh, that's fun. They have Sorabon. Sorbonne actually shows up. I'm like, yo, <laughs> it's it's my dude. Like, what's going on? No, it's it's like, like it, it was nonstop. So it's nonstop. You know, um, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing meme. You know, like yes, yes. <laughs> like no, absolutely. And, like, and it knows it. It is very keenly aware of it. And like that is the that is the game that Final Fantasy has fourteen has become. Final Fantasy one was not that game. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy A Realm Reborn wasn't even really that game. But somewhere between Heaven's Ward, like, like Yoshida finally realized what people really wanted was to be in a game where stuff they knew, like, they could, like, I mean, it, it was, it, it, people wanted Kingdom Hearts. People wanted Kingdom Hearts, the MMO, but without mm-hmm. the Disney shit. Yeah. They wanted and the final, think- they wanted the pure Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts. And I think one of the things they wanted too was like they wanted to see their char- the characters they love return, but also change, and so they could feel mm-hmm. like they were they you know as they change too, and like I think after Heaven's Word, he was like oh you know what like all right like you guys want Estinian and he brought him back for that weird little bit in Stormblood, and it's like no like what we want is Estinian to be like in our party and changing and becoming different. And, like, once he sort of got that and once all the characters we, like, saw before came back and were different, I feel like, it. yeah, you're right. It's like it's a chain. It's a it's like a lock opening. Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, look, it's it's Alice and she's in the she's it's it's the it's the the turn of Bahamut. That's where she shows up. It's like, no, like Alice is going to show up in the plot and she's going to change and be different. And you're going to have to, like, interact with her and do that, like. That there's a difference there. It's a difference between like plot or the difference between like quest grabbing and actual plot. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting. Cause like, um, uh, I think, I, th- I think that they're replaying it from like uh, the MSQ from like a realm reborn. But, um, earlier I was like, um, uh, Todd Harper, uh, was, was reminded me of, um, Yishtola like early on says like you know has the line like you know I never thought I'd be able to see ether <laughs> and like Todd's like well honey I got some news for you it's just like damn yeah, yeah. Um, bad news Yishtola <laughs> like, that's all you're gonna see or you know or is it like you know yeah like, maybe it's not bad news yeah but um, I like yeah 
also, I mean, and thinking about Ishtola, right? Like there's a, you know, there's a quality to her and all of the characters that keep coming by where like, or keep coming back where like they change dramatically, but also there's like a core element of their person personality that stays the same. And like, I know this is storytelling 1.0, right? But like, this is not always done in video games. Like, no, people and that's, forget this very fast. Right. And that's exactly what I was just going to say. It was just like, but video games are bad at this. Yeah. They're like, horrible at it. And so like, and, and there is there. And like, you know, that is, that is one, one of the reasons I like when, when a video game does a thing and like, we watch like all of like the game journalists, like freak the fuck out. And I'm just like, Oh my God, fucking read a book. Um, yeah. But I think the reason why it works with Endwalker is that when Endwalker does it, it's because it's directly involving someone that you have invested in as yourself, you know, not like. And also, I think like, I think it also works because like all you can really say about Endwalker, you would never say like, oh, it changed like the idea of storytelling or something like that would be incorrect. But you can say it like pulled off a difficult story very well and difficult not in the sense of like wow this told me so a lot of difficult truths but difficult in the sense of like well there's a lot of moving parts here and i think like it's not it's not hyperbolic to say like it pulled it off every other claim that people make about video games always is like yeah it it's like it's the next big like this is a new genre now that you know elden ring did it and it's like no come on like stop but to say, like, yeah, actually, this MMO pulled off a story is almost as unbelievable, but just in this case, correct. Yeah, no, I think, like, you know, the the thing that I really respect about N. Walker isn't so much that, like, you know, it was able to it was able to tie a lot of threads together and end end itself well, and that's that's that is important and like you know that is an achievement. Um, it it literally had to make two expansions just to fucking get itself there. Yeah, true. Like, I mean, very, that, very that is the true. Thing is, is that like, you know, we could have ended this with heaven's ward, but heaven's ward got so fucking convoluted and like, you know, kept like we, we, we kept spinning out. And so finally we had to like draw it back in, you know, where like, <laughs> you know, like you can't like, if you come in, you're too telling me hot, that Az's law didn't feel like it was like organically part of the you, plot. You for come you. in too hot for the runway, and you can't land the plane, so you have to like, like you know, kind of go back and do another pass, another loop around to try again. You know, um, like it, it had to definitely like you know, kind of expand out so that it could it could hit the runway properly for Endwalker, but um, it did do that. But what really made it like you know what I really appreciate about N Walker is that, and I mentioned this in my review, I remember it's like my last line is that it let me have an ending where if right now I want to walk away from this game, I can, and I'm happy mm-hmm. that like, I do not have to go and like continue playing. I don't have to play the next expansion. I don't have to play the post like, you know, the post patch, you know, content, I can just be like, okay, you know what? Scions broke up. My character's going to go on adventures and just like, just out there in the world of Eorzea and yep. I'm good. Everything's good. Everyone's cool. My character's home again. And very few games give you endings that do that. 
yeah, because in a lot of ways it's not, especially in MMOs, it's not a it kind of fucks up no, the money. Yeah, no, you, you they you don't want me to be like I'm in a comfortable resting place, but N Walker does that, and that's pretty yeah. fucking daring. Even it, it even, honestly, go ahead. Oh, even at Wrath of the Lich King, the Wrath of the Lich King absolutely does not do that. Wrath of the Lich King is just like. <gasps> But is it really over? Your character's got some <laughs> shit going on. No one, you know, there's there's always something new looming around the fucking corner. But like when Endwalker actually ends. Oh yeah. It ends. You could stop. Yeah. Like even we even get like, you know, Medeon's not actually like, you know, obliterated. Medeon's just out there as a little like, you know, bird floating around. And like, you know, all of your friends from Elpis, like, you know, they they're out there doing their little Abbey road walk into the, into like, you know, the afterlife or wherever the fuck's going on with them. But yeah. like, and Walker ends with a state of everyone that you care about that we've, that we've like caused you to care about over the past 10 years is doing okay. So yeah. you can step away from this if you want to. Yeah. And, and like, honestly, like I, I think you're apps. I, I think you do a really good job as a writer. Um, and that's just how I'll end it. Uh, no, just I do think you do a good job as a writer, uh, but I also think you do a good job as a writer um, t- pulling back the Yoshi P um, praise. Like you, you do a good job of being like, okay, like let's let's wait a second here. <laughs> like can we can we slow down for just a second? Um, but I I will say like I think one thing that you can definitely say for him is that in he was like kids or his team or whoever sort of like all, you know, chimes into this were consistent enough to say like, we're going to end the story and actually, as you say, give you closure. Like, I feel like that's such an easy thing to dodge, especially in video games to be like, well, it's closure of a sort. This is just closure. Yeah. No, no, no. This is, this is, this is like, you know, definitive closure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's, which, there, you know, you know, which is on the one hand, I'm like, oh my gosh, shit, I'm free. But on the other hand, I'm kind of like, it does make me go like, well, fuck. But like, you know, what if I want to come back? My guy. <laughs> <laughs> you like, can. Don't worry. Th- thankfully, you know, it was like I, I, I did. Like I, I came back and uh, I, fuck, fuck. I hate pandemonium. I don't care. I, I just, it's I not, do not great. Care. There was like, you know, there was uh, I'm. I'm. I'm current on Pandemonium right now, and there was uh, there was one fight in the first one that I that made me want to quit doing it completely, and then there was like one or two fights in the second group where I was like, oh, you know, these actually are pretty fun, but plot wise or whatever, like, now who cares? There's nothing interesting there. I think I'm still on the first group. I actually don't know how many Pandemoniums there are. I think there are eight right now. Oh God. Some of them are interesting. Like the there's a Dracula you fight, and he's fun to fight. That's a fun fight. I think I did. Um, the, I think I did the Dracula one. Okay, there's a hippo. That's a very bad fight. It's a horrible fight. I hate it. Because we're still. Um, we're, um, was it like, is it Asphodelos? Is that the one that we're currently? Yeah, on? Asphodelos, and then there's a different one that we haven't. You can't go into the different one yet. So yeah, they fit. You know, it might only be four. Okay, so yeah, finished, I, yeah, it's only I, four. I yeah, they finished Asphodelos, up Asphodelos, but like. Yeah, because that ends with the the vampire man, which was like pretty. Yeah, bad. that was a good fight. I was surprised because vampire man. I mean, come on. Like I was like, there's no chance. But pulled off, pulled off vampire guy, pulled off Dracula. 
Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. The it, it's very clear, and another, this is another daring thing in in many ways. Like it's very clear the post patch stuff is like, yeah, we don't have a lot of post patch stuff for you because this one was real big. Yeah, and like. You know, it's honestly like part of me just feels like, you know, let's just not do post-patch stuff. We don't need that. Like, let's just. I wish they gave him a bit of a break. Give me some time to fucking do previous shit. Yeah. No, same here. Like, I would like some time to just like go and clear up some old side quests. I would like some time to go and work on any of the like 15 relics. You know, yeah. with their hundred billion phases, like I, uh, I just healed my first trial. It was great. I just realized I liked healing because I have only been DPSing because it's no, just balls yeah. to the wall. You know, just yeah. like go for it, finish the game, finish the content. Now I, I tried Sage and I really it was fun. It was great. <sighs> Fucking Sage! I can't believe you're betraying me. Betraying me I with know, the terrible I healing done class. What? Is it terrible? <sighs> I don't like the thing is it's fine if it's played really well, but like, um, it does not have the ability to recover. Um, if, if your sage gets out over their skis with DPS and like, isn't paying attention to the fight and what's going on. And like your white mage is like busy frantically trying to do double duty. Um, Sounds like you've been here before. The sage cannot recover. Mm. Um, Like I've definitely been in spaces where like I have had to burn every tool in my toolbox and the sage is just like sitting there just like going pew pew with their lasers. And I'm like, dude, I need you to start bringing people up because I only have the one swift cast. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I focus mostly on not providing DPS as a sage. I'll, I'll toss it out there every so often. Everyone's healthy, but I play that purely as a heal. Yeah. And then um, part of the problem is that like, you know, final fantasy 14 really is about everyone needs to fucking DPS, um, mm-hmm. which that's true too. Like, I'm of split mind about that. On the one hand, Glare and Dia fucking rule, but whenever I have to do stone, I get angry about it. Um, <laughs> you gotta do stone as Glare as a white just mage. looks cooler. Like Stone. <laughs> I um, yeah, I like um yeah, there's there's one there's one attack spell for Sage that I really like, but the AoEs are good on that. Otherwise I, I tend to just, you know, focus on healing yeah. but I, I've, I've only done it a little bit so but, like, I mean, um, like, but yeah there's there's so much to, to do yeah but like the instant i have to go into like big direct heal mode and like not just like throw out you know my my medica twos and things like that put down my big lily the lily is silly it's very <laughs> silly um, it's beautiful though but like the instant I, the instant i'm focusing on like you know having to like actively aggressively heal everyone in the party and bring people back to life and i'm just sitting there looking at the sage going pew 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 and like seeing like you know random greek pop up on my screen i'm just like i fucking hate you i fucking hate your class and i fucking hope your head explodes yeah that's reasonable i i hope i didn't do i i told everyone that i was uh, that i was new at it because it uh it put me in a it put, not a savage raid but the one before savage like it just put me in the the hard version of the uh 
Oh, that dancing bug uh, from from Trial, uh, whatever his name is, oh, from uh, Heaven's Word. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, uh, oh, it's great. It's a it's a really fun boss fight. But I was like, oh god, like this is this is not this is not good that I'm here for my first time healing. And everyone was like, oh, that's not good. They're like, just hang on the side. And I think I did well enough that no one got mad at me. So that was my that was my main goal. Yeah, that one's interesting because it is a waltz, and like the 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 the. the actual movement of the the like the, the, the uh, you know the fight is like a waltz yeah um, so it once you kind of figure that out and like you can think about it it's like okay i can i can make this this fight work in my head better but like man fucking healing some of the latest raids and shit like that i'm just like why did you think this was something that like anyone would be able to do and want to do and like would find this fun? Um, the one, the one like sewer Asphodius boss where like, yeah, no, that's the hippo boss. I hate that. Yeah, boss. Where you have to keep track of where it's fucking head is. But like, I just like, I died so many times and I said, I said to my friend, I was just like, I, I hated that. I hated every second of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's like very rarely, like even the ones where I'm just like, ah, I'm not happy about this. Um, like even those, I'm just like, well, at least we're done. That was kind of fun. Um, that one, I was just like, that sucked. I hated it. I had like, I'm so mad. I did that. No, like that, that was like uh, on par with the, um, the one fight with the rows of bees that, um, Oh yeah. It's the, that's <laughs> the, um, the 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 one for Eden, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, it's like the 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 portals open up or whatever. And like, that's a really cool dungeon where like you're going through, like Medion is like you know completely flipped out and is like because you know giving herself over to despair. Oh no, I was thinking of something girl. different, but yes, oh. that's a good one. Yeah, that's and a really like, cool dungeon. And she's just like you know you going through the different societies that she like ran. She they that like the the media encountered in like the ends of the universe. And like, there's the one where the, there's the one society where like they conquered like death and fear and they just became bored and suicidal. Yeah. That, yeah, that last one's crazy. (laughs) I like like, that a lot. There's like the fucking rows of bees and you have to like see which direction their stingers are pointed, I think is the deal there. Um, It's a tough one. It's not, it's not at all. Yeah. They're like one shots basically. And it's just like, fuck. Um, that one, that one sucks. Cause like, it's, it's a lot to pay attention to. And it's very just well, like, especially as a healer, it's just Elden Ring is happening, but like Elden Ring with like a bloom filter applied to it. <laughs> uh, now that you're saying that though, that sounds pretty cool. It's just, it's just oblivion. Elden Ring with a, it's Elden, Elden Ring with a fucking blur bloom filter applied to it. It's just oblivion. <laughs> Your, your spiciest take yet. Like, honestly, I'm really close to just uninstalling Elden Ring, and I can't decide if I should just do that or not. Um, I'm um I'm enjoying the back end enough, but um I uh I'm boss. I'm I'm tired of the bosses. I'm like I'm just I'm at Godfrey now, and I can also fight the Dragon Lord Politisax or whatever, and it's like I I these guys have so much health and I have to learn so many new things. Like I just, I kind of don't want to, I just figured this out in another boss. Why are there so many of you? Yeah, no, it's, it's really funny. Cause like there's, there's still stuff that like, you know, I haven't done in the game and like, there's like whole kind of, you know, 
side stuff that like I'm I guess I'm like interested in and like there's like in theory there's like builds that I'm interested in but at the same time I'm like I could go level warrior in Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Like it's like one of the things it's like I could keep playing Elden Ring or I could literally start a new character in Final Fantasy 14 and just play as a pure tank and like really learn how to tank on the controller from ground zero. Maybe that's what that I want to do cool. with my life. And like, I don't know. There's something, there's something, uh, very true about, or very weird about feeling kind of bad when I look at how much time has I've put into Elden Ring and then feeling completely okay. Having put like 20 times as much time into final fantasy 14, an odd an odd kind of like emotional gap for me but a very true one yeah well i think we should probably wrap up because i'm getting tired um <laughs> any last thoughts do you anything we didn't touch on i think we're good you know if i have any uh, further thoughts you know you're we're going to be recording tomorrow on my yeah you can say them on thing. there yeah yeah. So if you thought we didn't get to anything, just go back like a week or so. Listen to our listen to our uh, uh, fun with Derby. Like and, I mean, uh, the thing is, like I, I, you know, like my big things that like we didn't talk about, like are really just like, like you know what happens, like you know when you go to Elpis and like, mm-hmm. and like Elpis, I think is, um, it's like a very interesting kind of like you know one shot comic book in a way. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And, I like the way it happens. I think, um, you know, I, I like the inter- I like the way Hermes and Emmett Selk and Hithlodius and Vinat. Like, I like the way all of that works together. And I like the introduction of, you know, Medion. And, like, I really appreciate them just being like, we're not going to give you so much because... It's not even like a we're reserving it for later because like they're not reserving it for later. Like they'll no. reserve it for later, like, you know, 10 years down the road when they need to like radically inject things and do a come back to, you know, like Heidelin, you know, old people who haven't, you know, who haven't like, you know, been subscribers in a while and get hooked again. But like it really is like they, they give just enough that basically the fan fiction people can take over and go nuts. Yeah. Like there is yeah, so no, much room exactly. for fan fiction and fan created works just from that, which is a very rare move for square Enix properties. I mean, it honestly, it honestly was one of my favorite parts in the game because it was, I loved that. It I introduced that characters that, that I already knew, but characters that I didn't know as I should. And it just, it just worked. Yeah. No, and it was interesting, like, you know, thinking back, like, you know, doing that and then being like, oh, you know what, Emmett Selk, I actually understand better why you are the way you are now, right. having played that, than I was when the, you know, Shadowbringers kept trying to give me, you know, your entire reason for existence. Um, which I thought yeah, was they sort of, Yeah, they kind of realized, I think, I, and like, that was like also the best retelling of, like, the entire Asian myth uh, yeah. like like the sort of creation myth i think like they did a they just kind of realized like we can just show not tell with the Asians, and i think it'll work better because 
you know, on a certain level, uh, Emmett Selk was the first ASEAN that everyone was like, I love this guy. He's so cool. And I think at that point they were like, oh, OK, we can actually make these people like cool. And then people will be much more excited to just, to learn about them by playing them or like by fuck, playing with them. Fucking making Lodi as a bishy was just the funniest fucking move because so not good. not at all. How I conceived of this character who, you know, you nope. meet Hithlodius and he's this giant ghosty like mask dude you meet at the DMV who's kind of a weirdo, but is like really nice. And you're new. You're, he's your DMV friend. And then like, you know, you meet you meet him in Elpis and it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were hot the whole time. Wow. <laughs> like, why did yeah, you look like you walked out of like, you know. Like, you know, a shoujo manga. Okay, fine. Sure. <laughs> Whack. I actually, I wasn't, uh, the, the, a funny, funny uh, note. I wasn't playing with um, with sound when Hithlodeus was introduced. So I honestly thought, I was like, oh, Hithlodeus is like, they, they, they made Hithlodeus like a girl. That's interesting. And then, then I listened, I was like, Oh no, it's much more interesting than that. Hithlodeus is a Bishonin. This rules. Yeah. Like I I like this so much. And the fact that his voice is so deep. Just like Yeah. Just no, rocks. it's very it's very entertaining. It's so good. Um yeah, and honestly, like that all the all the places they took you that were a little weird, right? Like the 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 like the apocalypse area where you have to like meet all these civilizations and all your friends go away and stuff, or like Elpis, like all the chances they took with those places all kind of like came up roses, which is um, either very well done or very lucky. Um, I'm not sure which. Also, it was very funny finally meeting Heidelin and getting like, you know, like Heidelin, Heidelin being like an actual Final Fantasy fucking Final Fantasy boss. Yeah, yeah. It was like really funny because it was before it was just like I'm a big dumb crystal, and then it was just like <laughs> I'm this weird white chick on you know in an ugly robe, and then it's just like no 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 I'm I'm a ridiculous anime end boss. Yeah, no, it rolled. It was great. They hadn't done anything really like that since um since uh, Shiva, um, yeah, the Shiva fight, which was rad. Um, in the same way, and I'm glad they I'm glad they figured that out. Well, Dia, yeah. in a rare reversal, everyone knows where they can find my stuff. If you're <laughs> listening to this podcast, you know where you can find my stuff. Uh, where can they find your stuff, Dia? You can find me on Twitter at Dia Lucina, and you can find everything I do from there. Um, you can also, you know, really, you can find me at Patreon at. Uh, at patreon.com slash is that how we do patreon i don't remember i think that's right yeah 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 so just do that go to patreon.com slash you can find the videos i do with every week with trevor there it's true where we yeah, we're, 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 we're getting through dark, dark souls, souls too. too soon we'll be at the dlc i say soon it's gonna be a little longer that's gonna that. be a but bit we'll, yeah yeah but we'll be there but yeah you can also find you can find my writing at pace but really you can just find everything on my twitter at dlacina very cool. All right, Dia. Well, um, looking forward to having you back uh, in uh, much sooner than the next expansion, uh, but certainly for that too. Uh, and uh, yeah, Thank talk soon. Thank you for having me again. Oh my gosh, always. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. 
If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to patreon.com slash no cartridge or for a one-time donation, paypal.me slash Hegelbon, H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.